Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fools Podcast. My name's Jesse. This is Brandon. Happy to be here. No LSAO this no week. No LSAO. We have a uh, we have our our little buddy here in place of him. If you guys can't see this, just go to the Fantasy Football Fools on YouTube and uh, check out the podcast there. Yeah, probably, probably provides the uh, same amount of good information. Too, <laughs> so we're not we're not going to miss a beat this week. Uh, call him Skeletor. All right. Uh, today we got a bunch of stuff for you as we do every week. We got news. We got uh, the uh, the fantasy tops, the fantasy bottoms, the face plants. We're going to talk about some running backs, some backfields for you today. Uh, it's a pack show, so let's get started. News and injuries. Oh, son of a! That's going to leave a mark. Mac Jones, severe high ankle sprain, probably four to six weeks. Yeah, um, heard about that. Uh, uh, saw the one on Sunday. Uh, he hasn't been great this year anyway. He's not a real fantasy asset um, for, for teams, you know, needing quarterbacks. But, uh, yeah, four to six weeks kind of hurt some of the receivers. We saw Devontae Parker had a, had a good week this week. So kind of hurt some of those guys. But, again, I think you're only maybe playing the running backs there anyways. Um, so interested to see kind of what that offense looks like moving forward. Did, did you hear uh – they came out with a press statement or something. And they said, you know, this injury, most people would need surgery or something. It's like, <laughs> oh, but apparently, he, yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't. He's so tough. Yeah. Beast mode. Uh, David Montgomery, ankle. It's a big one. Yeah, that one is. He came out uh, early in the first quarter this week, and Khalil Herbert came in, had a monster game. Um, so, yeah, I, I haven't seen him definitely being out this week. I think he's kind of day to day, is what they called it. Um, but if he couldn't come back in on Sunday, I'm sure that thing's pretty sore now. So uh, definitely worth keeping an eye on. Again, that Bears offense, not super explosive. So they got like 150 plus yards out of Khalil Herbert. So maybe um, even if he does come back and he's not at full health, maybe you start to see kind of a split in that backfield now too with how successful Herbert was. Yeah, yeah, and two touchdowns too for him there. Uh, Dalvin Cook, shoulder, what else is new? Yeah, so he's always hurt. Um, and this one they said, even he said, oh, yeah, they popped out of place. We just pop it back in. I've, I've done it before. So, again, he's he always misses probably two, three, four games a year. It happens all the time. And when he does, Madison comes in and puts up big numbers. So this might be just the first game of, of a few that he'll miss, but never seems to miss, miss too long. So uh, he could play this week. Um, they're over in London uh, with an early morning game on Sunday. And he, he wears a brace, apparently. Right. Uh, I don't know what this brace contraption is, but it's, uh, you know, good for him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Joe Mixon, minor ankle issue. Yeah, so he was a little banged up. And then, again, they have a they have an early early game this week. They're playing Thursday night, so definitely keep tabs on that. Uh, if he plays, you're playing him. Uh, if not, they brought in Samaje Pirine for some extra action. But uh, he, he's been getting a ton of volume uh, the first yep. two weeks. Um, this week wasn't too successful. Again, banged up a little bit, but it, if he plays, you're playing him. And DeAndre Swift, another shoulder injury. Yeah, this is the big one. I think it's a shoulder and there's an, I don't know if it's a shoulder and a knee or a shoulder and an ankle. I think there's two injuries. Um, and they said he may miss a couple weeks. And so the, the timeline put him potentially coming back, I think week eight, because the Lions have a week seven bye or something like that, a week six bye maybe. So they said maybe... Let him rest for two weeks and then take that extra week off with the bye and come back uh, healthy in three weeks. That, that's definitely a big one to watch. Michael Thomas, toe issue. Yeah, we finally got him back healthy this season, and then sure enough, he's going to get injured again. So, yeah, he came out of that game on Sunday. Um, again, day-to-day, something to keep an eye on. But I, th- I think he'll be all right. Yeah, like what I've seen so far to Michael Thomas in a bounce-back year. 
Same game, Traquan Smith, concussion. Yeah, um, he's kind of the fourth option there, I think, or the fourth receiver at least. You got Michael Thomas, you got Jarvis Landry, who also got hurt a little bit, and then Chris Olave, the rookie, who's been really good. So again, I don't think that Traquan Smith is on uh, too many rosters. We talked about Jarvis Landry. He had a foot issue as well. Jalen Guyton, uh, torn ACL. He is done for the season. Yeah, done for the year. He's kind of in the same boat, kind of the fourth option for the Chargers uh, with uh, Mike Williams. We've seen a lot of Josh Palmer. Keenan Allen should be coming back. So, again, kind of the fourth option at the receiver spot. Um, so maybe those guys just get kind of an uptick in targets. And they're pretty banged up. And Herbert's banged and up, too. Yeah, they got a guy throwing to him that, that still hurt. And A.J. Green, knee, bone bruise could be four or more weeks yeah so that's an, kind of another intriguing one again not that many people were playing him but we got deandre hopkins still suspended we yep. had rondale moore who's still been out um so he was it's, kind of the the number two option behind marquise brown it's the um, day of the dorch yeah dorch <laughs> has been awesome in the slot getting a ton of targets so now i mean yeah it's just going to be all brown and all dorch and zach Ertz maybe until uh, these other guys get back let's talk about some pickups you guys hopefully uh got this week if you did not uh, I know this is probably coming out on Thursdays, Wednesdays maybe, but uh, go check who people dropped because you never know. There may be somebody nice that uh, that got dropped on the waiver wire. Um, quarterbacks, who are you looking at? Trevor Lawrence, man, had a huge week. Yeah, he dominated the Chargers, I think over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and he's looked really good. Um, again, we talked a lot about him in some of our earlier shows where they just had the worst coach in NFL history there last year, so he didn't really have a fair shot. Now they have Doug Peterson, who's led the you know Eagles to a Super Bowl with Nick Foles. So um, he's doing some good things there. Um, really liked what I've seen from him. Yeah, absolutely interested in. in uh, he's you know a really high end backup quarterback if if you need one as we start approaching those bye weeks too. What about Marcus Mariota? Falcons. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like frisky. You know, he's going to get you some rushing yards. He's going to make some plays. We like what we've seen out of Drake London. They got Kyle Pitts who had a much better game. So Cordero Patterson's been good. So their offense has been good. They've moved the ball. Um, a lot of weapons. So, again, you you could do worse at quarterback, especially in two-quarterback or super flex kind of league. Yeah, we'll talk about Cordero later. Uh, wide receiver oh, – I'm sorry, running backs. Jamal Williams, Detroit, of course, he's going to be the biggest pickup this week. He is, yeah. And he um, – I mean, he was great this week. I think he had a couple touchdowns. He's been stealing a lot of work from DeAndre Swift when he was, you know, kind of healthy. So, um, obviously, if Swift's gone, Williams is the guy. He's been – I think he's a top seven running back at the moment, and that's with Swift playing in the previous three games. So he's been really good. Now, if he gets all the work, he's absolutely a monster pickup this week. And Alexander Madison as well. These two guys, I mean, either you got them or you didn't at this point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, definitely look out for those. Uh, wide receiver, let's go a little bit. Um, actually, these guys will probably be taken as well. Zay Jones, uh, Jacksonville. had. I mean, Jacksonville, man, this, you know. Yeah, they had some good receivers. The passing game's real. Um, we've seen they signed Christian Kirk in the offseason. He's been really good, but there's enough offense there and enough passing game to go around, and Zay Jones has been the number two guy. Um, so, yeah, he's been getting a lot of work. Uh, I think he had six catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown or something this week. But, yeah, he's looked really good. And, you know, again, just kind of a solid option um, in case you're in desperate need of a wide receiver. Romeo Dubs. Yeah, Green he, Bay, finally. Yeah, finally. Had, had his breakout game this week. I think he had seven for 87 and a touchdown. Um Again, the Packers had some guys out. Sammy Watkins missed. Um, I think that the rookie Christian Watson was out also. So it was really kind of the Romeo Dub show. Lazard was there, and Dub still uh, outperformed him. So we've kind of talked about it a lot. Who, what, what are they going to do without Devontae Adams? They're still looking for that that big receiver. Um, I, th I think it's a good sign. Anytime Rodgers can build rapport with somebody and can compliment guys, he doesn't do it a lot, and he's done it with Dub. So I think we could see um, some, some good things from him uh, moving forward. Yeah, this is just starting, so... 
There's a lot of season left. Russell Gage, Tampa Bay. I mean, they had nobody there either. Yeah, they obviously had their top three guys out. Evans was suspended. Chris Godwin still hurt. Um, who's the third? Julio Jones, he was hurt yeah. also. So, yeah, Gage was the number one. He showed it that week. Um, I wouldn't expect it as we started to get these guys back. I mean, obviously Mike Evans back this week, and the other two guys probably aren't too far behind. We talked about him. Dorch, Greg Dorch. Yeah, he's been really good. I mean, again, he's going to start losing receptions and things as Hopkins comes back, as Rondell Moore comes back. Um, but if you're in a pinch and you need a guy, especially in like a PPR type of format, he catches six, seven, eight balls a week, um, kind of just working that slot. And he's been he's been impressive. So, again, kind of a maybe a one-week guy for you um, until the other guys get back. And Matt Collins, uh, again, probably the fourth guy in, in Vegas. Uh, he had a big game, but is that going to be sustainable? Right. Had a big game, I think, with Hunter Renfro out this week. Um, but again, you know, he's got more targets than uh, Devontae Adams. He got more than Darren Waller. I think he kind of provides a different element to the offense. He was kind of their deep threat uh, this week. And so, I mean, he looked really good. Again, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens when Hunter Renfro comes back, but um, again, they're, they're throwing the ball a ton there, and, and it's not all going to Adams and Waller like we thought. Um, so I think there's a potential for Hollins to, to be successful moving forward. Tight ends, David Njoku, Cleveland. Yeah, he had a nice game last Thursday night. Um, I think we're kind of waiting for this. Again, he's big, he's athletic. Um, they don't have a ton of pass-catching options there outside of Amari Cooper. They obviously want to run the ball a ton with, with Chubb and Hunt, but uh, Njoku was, was outstanding and kind of showed his athleticism on Thursday night. So definitely someone... Um, there's not a lot of good tight ends out there, so if you're kind of streaming guys each week, he's certainly one uh, that I would look at uh, given the right matchup. Another one to possibly look at is Tyler Conklin uh, from the Jets. He's had uh, seven targets, nine targets, ten targets uh, each of the last three weeks. So he's getting the, you know, the looks. Yeah, currently the tight end seven. Um, he's absolutely, I, I think that's the one thing when you get past the top three or four guys, you're really just looking for opportunities and targets is exactly that, right? It's an opportunity every week. And I think you mentioned, you know, eight, nine, 10, six targets, whatever it is. Um, that's, that's what you're looking for. And he's kind of, he's kind of produced on that. And as I mentioned, tight end seven at the moment. So you could do far worse. Defense. Uh, who are you picking up to stream? Well, Philly, first of all, I mean, I think you should just pick them up to pick them up. I mean, they've been pretty good the past two weeks. They've been outstanding. Uh, they had nine sacks this past week against Carson Wentz. Um, they had, I think, three interceptions the week before. So they've been good. Um, they played Jacksonville this week. So I'm really intrigued by what Jacksonville does. Um, I had the Chargers defense in a couple leagues, and they just couldn't do anything against Jacksonville. So I'm a little hesitant there. But, um, yeah, just what Jack or what Philadelphia has shown has been outstanding. So I think certainly they are worth looking at. Um, they're good up front, like I said, with all the sacks. They're good on the back end. Darius Slay, lockdown corner. So, yeah, they've been really, really good this year and someone to definitely play in the right matchup. They're only rostered in 58% of uh, leagues on Yahoo. Uh, and, and here's just one I'll throw. Oh, Miami also. We're going to talk about them. Uh, they've been decent, you know. They've been uh, – I mean, Miami's just impressed on both sides of the ball, I think, so far for most people this season. Absolutely. I think um, Miami obviously getting the win over Buffalo this week and they were, you know, they held Buffalo to 17 points, right? Which nobody's done this year. Buffalo has been putting up 40 on everybody. Um, the thing about Miami that I really like when they play teams in Miami, when they're hosting at home, it gets hot. 
People can't handle yeah. it. I mean, if you saw the end of that game, there was guys like hunched over. They couldn't breathe. Like yeah. just guys that can't catch up, but they're just not used to it. So Miami takes advantage of a lot of those things when they're playing at home. So again, good, good defense, right? They, they get, they get after the passer. Um, they can certainly yeah, rush the quarterback, but when they're at home and they're playing the right team, I think they're a good streaming option. All right, let's move on to the top fantasy guys, the fantasy tops. Quarterback Lamar Jackson, 18 for 29, 218 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, four sacks, 11 rushes, 107 yards, one touchdown. He's a beast as usual. He's been unbelievable. Uh, currently the quarterback won, um, and he's just just been awesome. I mean, he's doing it through the air. He's doing it on the ground. I think he ran for 100 yards uh, this week also. I mean, he's just been absolutely incredible. And doesn't have a lot of pass catch sort Obviously, Mark Andrews is outstanding, but not a great receiving core there, and he's still doing it. So Lamar Jackson's been an absolute slam dunk this year. Jalen Hurts, uh, 22 for 35, 340 yards, three touchdowns, uh, nine rushes for 20 yards. Yeah, he's another guy who's just been outstanding the last few weeks. And he's a guy coming into the year there's questions about, well, how much is he going to throw the ball? Well, the last two weeks he's been over 300 yards. Yeah. Been outstanding. Still has the threat to rush, but he hasn't even had to do it. I think he only had 20, what do you say, 20 yards rushing this week, um, which usually you can count on 50, 60, 60 yeah. yards out of him. But if he keeps doing this through the air the way he's been doing it, um, he's, I mean, arguably a top three quarterback the rest of the season. I mean, the great thing is is both these guys, if they can't do it through the air, they'll do it on the ground. Uh, Tr- Trevor Lawrence, not so much. 28 for 39, 262 yards and three touchdowns. I don't believe he had any rushes. If he did, it was not much. Yeah, he. Um, they own the Chargers. They look so good. It's just, not, again, like I mentioned before, night and day from last year. Um, he looks great. Just a great arm. Uh, has some good talent around him. He's definitely getting the most out of those guys. But, yeah. I love Trevor Lawrence as kind of a backup option um, as we move into the bye week portion of the schedule. Wide receiver is Devonta Smith. Eight catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. If A.J. Brown's not doing it, Devonta's going to step up, and uh, that helps Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he was awesome. Uh, I think he did most of his damage in the first half, too. I think over 100 yards, had the touchdown. Um, this is coming off of, I think, week one, no catches, right? And yeah. so we're kind of waiting for him to do it, and he showed what he's capable of doing, and uh, yeah, he and A.J. Brown, both big-time receivers. And, again, if Hurts is going to throw the ball the way he's doing it, plenty of targets to go around for both of those guys. And then no Renfro, so Mac Hollins, eight catches, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Where did this guy come from? I never heard of him before. Yeah, that's the thing, and you're a Raider fan. Like, I, I haven't heard <laughs> of him either, but, yeah, that was incredible. Uh, that's the kind of stat line you're expecting out of Devontae Adams, right? That's kind of what uh, that they were looking for. Maybe that's the other teams are keen on those guys, but, yeah. I'd like to see Hollins do it again, obviously, before I'm a believer, but that's just, yeah, an insane stat line. And then Amari Cooper is finally on the board, seven for 101 and one touchdown. Yeah, he's had a couple back-to-back weeks where he's been uh, really good. So you mentioned 101 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he actually did the same exact thing the week before, 101 yards <laughs> and a touchdown. So back-to-back hey, games. Can give you that every week. <laughs> yeah, you're, he's a must-start if he's doing that, but that's coming off of a, you know the first week where we had three catches for 17 yards. So, again, Jacoby yeah. Brissett's there. You're not going to count on a ton of it, um, but he is the number one wide receiver in that offense, and so they got to throw to somebody. Do you think he's going to get more volume or less volume when Deshaun comes in? I think more just because I think they're willing to call more pass plays with them. I think, you know, the play action game could be huge with, you know, the the great running that they've had. So, again, I think you look at kind of what guys like um, uh, Hopkins has done with with uh, 
Deshaun Watson before. So yeah, I would think more, but again, Cooper's a guy that gets hurt a lot too. So I'd be interested to see this kind of how, how it looks the next. And we were also talking about uh, far removed. I mean, it's been a year, two years since I don't even know how long since Deshaun's played. Yeah. Um, But I mean, terrible in like the one preseason game you played, but again, he's probably better than Brissett. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, Running back. Khalil Herbert, we talked about him. He killed it 20 for 157 and two TDs, two catches for 12 yards. Uh, obviously, if he's in this week, you need to start him if you have him, if you were able to pick him up. Um, Jamal Williams, same thing. All these backups coming in, uh, 20 for 87 yards and two touchdowns, uh, two catches, 20 yards. Um, but the big one here, Cordero Patterson, 17 for 100. This guy's a receiver, of course. <laughs> 17 for 141 yards and one touchdown. It's ridiculous. He had one catch as a receiver. Yeah, we kind of thought last year was a fluke, and then here he is just doing it again. Right now, currently the running back four uh, in fantasy. <laughs> wow. First week over 100 yards, this week over 100 yards. He's been really good. And, again, that offense is kind of intriguing with Mariota, Pitts, himself, Drake London. Like They've got some fun pieces to work with. Um, so as long as he keeps getting the volume, I think he's still going to be producing. Here's the thing. Do you try to trade for him? Or if you have him, do you try to trade him? Yeah. If, if I was in that situation, I think I'm trying to trade him as opposed to trading for him. I just don't, again, he, he, he did it last year and we're kind of seeing it again, but I'm more likely to think that he can't sustain it over the season. And they have a rookie in, in Tyler Algier also that I think they'd probably try to work in, in a little bit more. Um, so I think I'd rather trade him away than trying to go and trade for him. And he's like what, 34 years he's old. old. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And he's a running back. He's taking a ton of hits. He's going to take a pounding. Those guys don't tend to last the whole year. Tight ends, Mark Andrews, 8 for 13, 89 yards, two touchdowns. That's Mark Andrews being Mark Andrews. Yeah, not a lot to say. He's back. We mentioned that last week. I think he had a bad week one. But again, he's back to being you know tight end one, which which we thought he would be coming into the season. Nijoku. Uh, he, we talked about him, uh, nine catches, 89 yards and a touchdown. Jelani Woods was, uh, up there as the number three or four tight end. I, I I'm honest. Here's the, thing. I don't know what team he plays for. <laughs> uh, oh, me, okay. Yeah. I, I don't, Indianapolis I tight end. Yeah. So he, oh. he had, this is That's great. This yeah. is great. He had two catches <laughs> for 13 yards but two touchdowns, <laughs> two touchdowns. Yeah, that's and that is what tight end gives you. Right. Yeah. So if you can get the, uh, the, if you can chase the touchdowns, then that's what yeah. it comes down to when you get to the three, four, five guy right there. That's exactly. If you're picking up a tight end, you're just trying to pick up the guy that you think is most likely to score a touchdown. Kickers, yeah, we talk about them here. Greg Zerloin got you 18 points from the Jets. Let's move on. Defense, Philly. Uh, we talked about it, nine sacks, one fumble recovery, and two fourth down stops. They got you 20 points in a standard league. I believe our league is pretty standard. I don't know, but they got you a lot of points. Uh, all right, let's move on to our favorites. You blew it! They're not our favorite, especially if they're on your team. Face plans, quarterback Carson Wentz, 25 211 yards, nine sacks, one fumble lost, negative one point. But I, I, I want to, I know, I know you, you can already see it, but I want to let you know something. On the year, even with this negative one point performance, he is still better than Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers, and Tom Brady. 
Yes. <laughs> he is. He, he had a big first few weeks, and we talked about it on the show. Uh, it's Carson Wentz. He's Carson Wentz. And this is the Carson Wentz that we expect. So, again, I think uh, the first couple of weeks were kind of matchup-based. He did well, but I think this is, you know, he's probably not going to be this bad. So I think somewhere in between is kind of where he's going to settle. Um, but this is why you can't rely on him week in and week out because you're going to get performances like this at some point. I uh, I had Herbert, uh, and he was playing, he played the late game, right, or later game. He played the yeah. 1 o'clock game. And I'm in a super flex, and I was like, oh, my gosh, Carson Wentz is on my bench. Uh, but he played at 10, so I was like, I'm going to put him in. I have to put him in because I don't know if Her- Herbert's going to play or not. And he got me, like, one point. But I still won, so that's good. <laughs> but, yes, you cannot count on him, trust me. Wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, face plant, three catches, 14 yards. Yeah, so you being a Justin Jefferson owner, are you at all worried the last two weeks? No. No. It's uh, it's Justin Jefferson. He's going to give you those those games, and he's great, and he will be great. And uh, I don't know if it's matchups. I mean, I know the, the game before, um, who were they playing? Uh they that, played Philly, yeah, Darius yeah, Slay. Yeah, Slay, it was all over him. So, But, you know, you've seen Jefferson. You know he can do it. It just depends on the matchups, and, and he'll get back to You're not going to drop him. You're not going to trade him. If you're going to trade him, you're going to get somebody really great for him, which who's that going to be other than Jefferson? Um, another one, Tyreek Hill, two for 33 yards and a fumble lost. Uh, three points. Yeah, this is the Tyreek Hill experience, right? You're going to win some, you're going to lose some. He's, he has those spike weeks that help you win games, and he has these dud weeks that, that you, you don't get much out of him. So going in, you know that's what you're going to get, and it's just, you know, he's not your most consistent receiver. Um, so this is going to happen, but I'd be more concerned about uh, Tua. Got Kind of got banged up in that game. Um, let's see whether or not he's going to play on Thursday because um, obviously if they go to Teddy Bridgewater, you're taking a downgrade at quarterback. So I'd be a little worried about that. But again, Tyreek is, uh, you know, a touchdown waiting to happen on any play or he's a dud waiting to happen on any week. So yeah, boomer bust. And, yep. you know, I picked, I drafted Jeff, Justin Jefferson because it wasn't as much of a boomer bust. But here we are. <laughs> we're early. We're early. <laughs> yeah, it's early. Running backs, Daryl Henderson, four for 17 yards. He's good. He's not good. He's good. He's not good. Yeah, and we'll dive into this more later when we talk about kind of the running backs by committee and where we stand now. But yeah, that he, it just you can't tell if he's the guy. Is Cam Akers the guy? One guy fumbles, then he fumbles, and and it's just it, it's hard to get a take on that. So again, not somebody you're willing to start every week until you see a little more um, clear identity of what they're trying to do in that backfield. We'll dive into to this too. I just added it. Uh, Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, they both had. Uh, bad games 12 for 26 12 for 32 so hey 12 touches each they just didn't get anything off of them they're playing tampa bay who has given up 12 points total to running back so far this season yeah their, their defense is insane so i would just look at this as a, a bad matchup and kind of move on as you mentioned they got the what you're looking for is, is touches they got those uh, just didn't produce with them but again against probably one of the best defenses in the league tight end darren waller two catches 19 yards yeah, that was another one where you saw Mac Holland get kind of all the volume and you're kind of curious on, on why, why is it going to Hollins and why didn't it go to, you know, Devontae Adams or, or, or Darren Waller. So, again, it might just be a matchup thing and they just, you know, the balls didn't go their way this week. But, again, Waller, there's only a few really good tight ends. Uh, Waller is definitely in that kind of second tier, so you're not doing anything with him. Also in that tier, supposedly, George Kittle, three for 22. Yeah, so first game back um, from his groin issue that had him miss the first two weeks. Um, again, I like 
you don't really like the production, but you like that he was out there. He didn't get re-injured. He was fine. Um, Jimmy G played awful in that terrible Sunday night game. Yeah. So not a lot to take from that. Again, Kittle's kind of like the tight end version of Tyreek Hill, right? A lot of spike week or a few spike weeks here and there and then some duds. So this just happened to be one of the duds, but I think uh, better days to come. Running back backfields. We want to give you guys a little lesson here. Yeah. <laughs> just so, kind of let you know what we think about these backfields. Uh, talk about some of the committees and, and what we think uh, they're going to be moving forward. Uh, let's start with Detroit. Yeah. So just a quick kind of overview. So what we kind of looked at is these are a lot of things that we talked about in the preseason. Um, a lot of these, these guys were, I don't know which one to take. Do I take one? Do I take both? How do I figure this out? And so after week three, there's definitely has been some clarity. Um, there's been probably more questions now too. So this will just be kind of how these backfields have uh, shook out so far and kind of what we anticipate to happen moving forward. So as you mentioned with Detroit, and this one might be a little unfair because, again, we mentioned the DeAndre Swift injury um, earlier. But so far, um, for those guys, actually both of them have been top seven running backs so far. So they've both been producing, um, which if you're a DeAndre Swift owner, you're kind of frustrated because, like, God, he could be the number one overall running back if he got all the work. Um, but so far what we've seen um, this past week, again, DeAndre Swift got a little banged up in the game, but even when he wasn't banged up, Week three snaps, Jamal Williams played 35 snaps. DeAndre Swift played 32. So Williams had more snaps this past week. Um, Jamal Williams had 61% of the rushing attempts, um, but then DeAndre Swift ran 53% of the routes. So um, it really is a true backfield by committee. Um, again, Swift hurt. Williams is going to play a little bit more. Um, but even before he got super hurt, Williams had more of the rushing attempts and Swift was taking more of the passing work. So I think for me moving forward, I'm concerned if I'm a DeAndre Swift owner. I think he was, you know, drafted in, you know, the top two or three rounds and you thought he was going to be the bona fide number one guy there behind a really good offensive line. Um, and really they've they've kind of, you know, brought Jamal Williams along and given him a ton of the work too. So what do you see in that Detroit backfield? Um, well, he, you know, I'm looking at right here. DeAndre Swift, 27 attempts uh, on the, the year so far. Jamali Williams, 43. Uh, but like you said, uh, DeAndre Swift, 12 targets, and Jamal Williams, 5. Um, but Jamal has four touchdowns, and um, that's the thing. Who are they going to give the ball to down there? Because that's going to make the – right now, 42 points, fantasy points, DeAndre Swift, 41, Jamal Williams. Yeah. So, yeah, if the thing is if you got Jamal Williams, you got a steal. Absolutely. As of right now. And he, he's been he's kind of been their goal line guy. Um, they He has four touchdowns rushing this year through three games. I mean, he's been the guy on the goal line. So, like I said, you're frustrated as a Swift owner because you were expecting more as a number one back. Um, but And you're elated as a but, – but, again, Swift is still the running back five yeah. this year. Running back five, and he's getting half the work. Like, could you imagine him with a Detroit? 80% share? Yeah. Well, we talked about this uh, last. Touchdowns every quarter. Yeah, and I thing, think they're right? still and there. They, They've got a touchdown yeah, every single quarter. Ton. So unbelievable there. But again, that's the reason Jamal Williams could be an absolute smash moving forward with Swift out. I agree. And uh, in, in our league, he is unclaimed. I know. <laughs> uh, and I'm glad I have a waiver wire priority <laughs> before you, but I don't think he gets to me. <laughs> no. Uh, all right, let's go to the Jets. Uh, you got Brees Hall, you got Michael Carter, uh, and I mean, there's Ty Johnson, but we're you know we're probably not going to talk about him. Yeah. So again, before this season started, we were talking about, hey, this is a true timeshare. We think Michael Carter is going to be the first guy. Um, he's going to be the starter, but at some point, Brees Hall is going to take over, right? That's they drafted him in the first round. He has the pedigree. He's going to get a lot of the work. Michael Carter had been really good through the first two weeks. 
He was good in week three as well. Um, however, uh, week three, we started to see uh, Brees Hall get more and more work, and he actually outsnapped Michael Carter 39-37 this week. So, again, I think it's something we all saw coming at some point. Um, we just didn't know that it would be this soon. So, um, for me, as I look forward, um, uh, so far this year, Michael Carter, 28 carries, 122 yards. Brees Hall, 21 carries, 112 yards. So very similar there. Um, they both have 13 receptions. Brees Hall with some more yardage. So the work has almost been 50-50 in terms of yardage. Um, but I think, again, we've seen Brees Hall start to take more snaps. This was the first week he did that. Um, so I see the trajectory on Brees Hall continuing to rise, while Mark, Michael Carter's usage might continually uh, decline. And I'm going to say the opposite if Zach Wilson mm. becomes quarterback because I had Michael Carter last year and Zach Wilson dumped down to him so many times. Um, now, if if Flacco's, it's Flacco, right? If he stays there, then I, I think you're right on that. But I think Michael Carter uh, and, and Zach Wilson maybe have that connection a little bit more. So eventually, Brees Hall will take over, I think, by the end of the season, but it may flip-flop one more time. Yeah, I think that that's a great point. I forgot about that. Yeah, Wilson may be coming back as soon as this week, too. And so what we've seen with the offense, and this goes for the offense across the board, right? Garrett Wilson and, and uh, uh, Corey Davis. And we talked about Tyler Conklin like, and Elijah Moore we haven't even mentioned. So there's a lot of weapons that have been producing, and those might be Joe Flacco's guys. So it is interesting to see what who's, who are Zach Wilson's guys and how does that look moving forward. New England backfield. Uh, always New England. <laughs> Yeah, so that yeah, you, you you said it right. You never can trust a New England running back. Um, again, same thing. We're coming off a year where uh, Damian Harris. I think he had 19 rushing touchdowns last year, which was astronomical. Um, but they also have Ramondre Stevenson there, so it was kind of a question on who's going to get the work. How's that going to look moving forward? It's one of those situations where Stevenson looks like the more talented back, but again, Harris put up all the numbers last year. Um, so this week again was kind of a changing of the tide. So Harris had been getting most of the work. Um, in the first two weeks, um, but this week, Stevenson, 41 snaps, um, Harris, only 25. So uh, a clear, clear advantage for Ramondre Stevenson there. Um, that included uh, 26 pass routes for Stevenson, who has been the passing down back, but now he's getting more of the carries as well. Um, on the season, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 29 carries, uh, Harris with 35. So I think he's going to continue to close that gap. I think, again, he's getting more snaps. He's getting more action. Uh, 17 to 14 touches this week for Ramon J. Stevenson over Harris. Um, so, again, I think that continues to improve. But, again, another thing, as you mentioned the quarterback last time, now we got Mac Jones hurt. So does, did they yeah. run the ball more? Do they use them both more? Um, but I think as at, at full health with that team, I think Stevenson starts to pull away in that backfield. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty split right now, and even even this week, uh, Damian Harris got ten points and Ramondre fifteen. So I mean, you're not you're not gonna have that ceiling with either of them as of now. Uh, if it continues in that trend, but I, I don't never trust a New England backfield at all. So I think, you know, if you're in a deeper league or or you you need someone for the week because all your guys are, are hurt, then yeah, um, go for one of these guys and just hope that it's the one for the week that scores a touchdown or gets more touches. Los Angeles Rams, another uh, team that's not doing so well. Yeah, so this one, uh, before the season, I think we all thought Cam Akers would be the number one running back. That's kind of been, you know, they played him last year in the postseason. We talked about this extensively. Um, me more than anybody, again, as a Cam Akers owner, but then week one, we saw Daryl Henderson, and he got all the work. Akers was like in the doghouse. Um, week two, he came back, and, and, and Akers had um, 
got a little bit more work, and he was uh, looking like he was starting to take over that backfield, and then I think they both fumbled, um, so that didn't help. And then this week, um, again, you're trying to figure it out, and uh, at the half, Daryl Henderson had outsnapped Cam Akers 20-5. to five. So Akers had played five snaps in the first half, and he had two carries for minus one yard. That was his line at halftime. Then in the second half, Akers took on the main role, um, dominated touches, looked really good doing it. It was almost like he was taking over the backfield, um, ended up finishing 12 carries, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Again, had negative one yards at halftime, but then he also fumbled in the fourth quarter on the one-yard line. And so you just when you think, okay, Akers is back, they're feeding him the ball, he commits another big turnover. So uh, devastating for me, devastating for him, I'm sure. Um, but again, they keep giving him opportunities. I, it's McVay wants him to be the guy, and he's just not capitalizing on all the opportunities, but he just looks better. So um, again, I'd rather have Akers than Henderson moving forward, but I'm still not comfortable starting Akers uh, these next few weeks. Yeah, I wouldn't start either one of these guys if you have better options. Um, I think McVeigh, given all of the um, injuries that have happened, is actually going to have a committee backfield for the entire year if he can. He doesn't want to, to you know, crash one of these guys into the ground. Uh, of course, he's going to feed the hot hand, but I, I truly think this is going to continue to be a committee because he doesn't want the same thing happening. Uh, and he wants them both involved in case something happens and one has to take over. So uh, good luck <laughs> is what I have to say to you, you all. Uh, I probably have one of these guys in one of my leagues, but um, I have not been playing them. So uh, Moving on to Jacksonville. Ooh, James Robinson, man. Yeah. James Robinson might be the biggest steal of the draft so far. Um, he's been outstanding. Week one, 66 yards and a touchdown. Week two, 64 yards and a touchdown. Week three, 100 yards and a touchdown. He's been so good. Again, had a torn Achilles uh, last year. He's come back. He's looked so healthy. Um, they obviously drafted uh, Travis Etienne last year uh, in the first round. He got hurt last year, so this was kind of his first year playing. A lot of buzz about him in the preseason. Again, I think he got drafted much farther ahead than James Robinson did. Um, but again, so far this year, James Robinson, 51 carries, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Travis Etienne, 26 carries, 112 yards. So he's got twice the number of carries. Um, he said, okay, well, Travis Etienne's kind of the, the the receiving back, and he's only caught eight balls for 81 yards, no touchdowns. James Robinson, six catches, 33 yards, and a touchdown. So he's still getting some of the receiving work too, uh, including a touchdown. Again, four touchdowns through three weeks. He's been outstanding. I think he's the guy right now. Um, I would much rather have him than ETN moving forward. Um, but again, I think these are both guys that can be successful. That offense has been really, really good. Um, but I think Robinson arrow is pointing up and ETN, I think he'll be okay. Um, he, but, but Robinson just has so many more touches that he's obviously much more valuable. Yeah, I have ETN in, in one of my leagues and it's not fun. <laughs> uh, Robinson is the guy right now. Um, but if you have ETN, I mean, it, it depends. All this depends on how deep of a league you're in and, and, and who you got to work with. But I'd say hang on to him. He could definitely be worthwhile. And if Robinson gets hurt, he's the guy. That's and the, you can see what kind of you know usage he's going to get. That's exactly it. I think a, a lot of these things we're talking about is they're in committees, but if they were the solo guys, there's plenty of work there for them to be really successful. So, again, you might be on the bottom end of this committee for now, um, but we've seen how many injuries happen. So you're just, you're just an injury away from having a you know top 15 running back. Denver, <laughs> uh, it's just 
even saying their name, Denver Broncos. Uh, I don't know how they won. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They they are not riding this year. I know Russell was telling <laughs> saying let's ride, but what they're not doing is is, is riding the best running back. Um Last year, I think we talked about this too. They each, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, each had 203 carries apiece. And then um, there's some talk this offseason. Okay, Javante Williams is going to be the guy. He's going to get more work. But it hasn't been that way so far. Um, through three, after the first week, um, Javante Williams, I think he caught like 10 balls in week one. You're like, oh man, this is going to be a different element to his offense. And then week two, we got a little bit more of the work. And like, okay, it's happening. And then in week three, uh, it's all back to what it looked like last season. So currently through three weeks, Javante Williams, 37 carries, 176 yards, no touchdowns. Melvin Gordon, 34 carries, 131 yards, and one touchdown. He got the goal line work um, this past Sunday. Um, Javante Williams has caught 15 balls for 77 yards, but Melvin Gordon's caught eight balls for 49 yards. So again, that offense has been terrible. Um, there just hasn't been a lot of opportunity. I think they had eight or nine three and outs on Sunday. So they're just not getting enough plays um, for both of them to be successful. Um, but the other thing that kind of was irritating is that um, I don't know the exact snap count, but Mike Boone got, I think, 15 or something snaps on Sunday. He's the third string running back. What do you do when you got two other guys? They're both good. Like, there's no need to split this up three ways. Um, again, yeah, a couple targets too. Yeah, and so he was like the third down back, which I don't understand. So, um, again, I think Javante Williams is significantly more talented than Melvin Gordon, um, but for whatever reason, they're splitting the carries and the touches almost fifty-fifty again. Yeah, Denver just—they uh, are—they <laughs> don't know what they're doing right now. They're trying to figure it out. Russ is trying to figure it out, the whole offense. So um, you can't drop these guys, you know. You can definitely trade them if you want to, but you're trading them low right now, which they have potential. Denver has potential to become a better team and get the offense running. And, um, yeah, I I believe Javante has the juice more than Melvin Gordon. But, hey, Melvin Gordon's he's old and he's been showing it can be done. And I think as long as that happens, they're going to continue to run a committee. Dallas Cowboys. You got Zeke. And hey, you know, uh, you know the shirt? Hey Tony. Hey Ezekiel. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have shirts. <laughs> so uh uh actually Eliseo, who's not here, he has a shirt company and he has those shirts if you'd like to buy them. <laughs> but I've seen them other words, other places too. Um what do you think about Zeke? And yeah. Tony. Yeah. So this one, and I think we've had a lot of kind of texts in our group chat about this one, and it's similar to the other one. I think Tony Pollard looks like the better guy. He's more explosive. He's faster. He hits the hole harder. He's a better outside runner. But Zeke is kind of the between the tackles, pound it. Uh, he gets the goal line work. But when you just watch, you're like, God, I wonder what would happen if Tony Pollard got like 20 carries in a game. And maybe he can't, you know, take that. He's a little smaller build. Um, he just, again, just looks more explosive. But again, so far through three weeks, um, and they were both really good last night on Monday Night Football. Um, Zeke, 40 carries, 178 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Tony Pollard, 28 carries, 156 yards and a touchdown. So very similar. Zeke has more carries. Uh, Tony Pollard, higher you know yards per carry, each with a touchdown. Um, the receiving work is kind of where Zeke used to catch a lot of balls, and this year he's not doing it. Three catches for negative five yards this year. So just not involved in the passing game. So, again, you're reliant on a, on, on him getting the red zone work and him punching the ball in the end zone uh, to have really successful days. Um, again, Tony Pollard, just more explosive. Um, 
six catches, 69 yards. I'd expect him to get more involved in the passing game moving forward too. Um, but again, kind of Cooper Rush at quarterback now. What changes when Dak comes back, right? Him and Zeke obviously played together for a long time, have that comfort level there. So um, I am curious to see what happens. Again, you're not dropping any of these guys. They're both very valuable on their own. Um, even in this committee, they've both been successful. So um, again, you're kind of hoping for the best. Zeke is going to be the goal line guy. Touchdowns always have more value than yardage. Um, so you can't necessarily count on that. Um, but again, I think Pollard's kind of the big splashier guy. But, you know, Zeke's still getting plenty of work to to be useful in fantasy lineups. And I mean, Pollard has really been better for you. I mean, the first week, not so much. One fantasy point, then 15, then 11. And you got Zeke, who had 5, 5, and 13. But that's because he got a touchdown. would be 7 otherwise. So, I mean, it's... It's interesting how it's going to play out. Um, I think that, I mean, we've heard Jerry Jones say, give the ball to Zeke. I want to give the ball to Zeke, and maybe that's why they're doing it. Otherwise, they'd be using Pollard. But um, I am a Zeke owner, so please give the ball to Zeke. Yeah, and I think that the last point in all of this, too, is um, we mentioned this earlier. We're coming up on bye weeks. I think starting in week six, we get to bye weeks. And so um, sometimes your lineups get thin. You have multiple guys on bye weeks. There's not much on the waiver wire. And so these committee guys are definitely guys you can play, right? We've shown they've all been successful. And so you're hoping to get them on the right side of the committee for that week, right? So these are guys, again, you're not dropping. You're hoping that the other guy gets hurt. Um, but again, they're all useful pieces. They're kind of like, you know, high upside flex plays. I think all of them. And one more, we're going to talk about the Green Bay backfield here. We got Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. So Aaron Jones, 32 rushing attempts this year, 217 yards, one touchdown. AJ Dillon, 40 attempts, 138 yards, one touchdown. Um, nine receptions for Aaron Jones and eight for A.J. Dillon, 76 and 58. So they're pretty similar. Um, Aaron Jones does have one touchdown more than A.J. Dillon. They're using him as a committee. Yeah, and that's kind of what we expected coming in. And, you know, Aaron Jones obviously was going four or five rounds ahead of A.J. Dillon, and so that's why you've got great value with Dillon. But, again, Jones has been good. He's got, what, two touchdowns. He's getting um, a lot of yards, averaging almost seven yards per carry. Um, he's been utilized in the passing game, as we mentioned. So, yeah, they lost Devontae Adams. They don't have the weapons at receiver, and so they're playing these guys at the same time sometimes in the backfield too. So they're kind of 1A and 1B. Both of them can be in the lineup. Um, and, and, again, I think we've seen the Green Bay offense kind of take some steps forward. Um, miserable in week one. Again, they played the Packers, I think, last week, or the, the Bucks last week, who's a good defense. So I think we're going to start to see that Green Bay offense really come alive, and those are their two best playmakers, and they're just going to continue to give them the ball. And really, neither of them have done – exceptionally well except for Aaron Jones week two had 29 fantasy points he beast moded it out but otherwise six and two points AJ Dillon 14 week one six and three so I mean yeah they're using him as a committee but just hang on to him Green Bay's still also trying to figure things out without Devontae that's what we got about the backfields we will revisit them later in the season as well so uh watch for that let's talk about Week three matchups and our scores. All right, so I'm three and four. You are three and four. And I'll say it was four and three. That's going to change right now because we're talking about last week's picks. <laughs> Here we go. Last week, we had the Buffalo and Miami game. Buffalo Bills by four. I picked Buffalo. You picked Buffalo. LSAO picked Buffalo. 
And Miami didn't only cover, but they won. They won outright, yep. So uh, we lost that. Second game was Las Vegas Raiders, who they got to win one, right? They were 0-2. That's what I thought last week was for. <laughs> and Tennessee, uh, Las Vegas by one point. Tennessee won 24-22. to I picked Vegas. You picked Vegas. I'll say I picked Vegas. Wow, we're so good at fantasy football and regular football and all the football. Green Bay and Tampa Bay was our third game. I picked Green Bay. You picked Green Bay. Elseo picked Tampa Bay. And Green Bay won because it was two and a half points favored by Tampa Bay. And it was 14 to 12, Green Bay. So uh, we got that one. And then lastly, uh, San Francisco and Denver. San Francisco by one. San Francisco had 10 points. Denver won with 11. Your pick was Denver. Me and Elsa San Francisco. So uh, let's ride. Yeah, let's bring that score back here. Elsa four and seven. Me four and seven, and Brandon five and six. Yeah, I was zero and three after week <laughs> one, and here I am back atop the leaderboard. Was never worried. Broncos country, let's ride. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this week's games. Uh, we'll just do the let's do the the four. Yeah, yeah. We can okay. Do the four. So first, we're gonna talk about uh, where am I? Uh, Miami Dolphins three and zero versus the Cincinnati Bengals one and two, but the Bengals are favored by three and a half points. Yeah, um, this is gonna be an intriguing one. Again, short week for these teams. They played on Sunday. This is the Thursday nighter. Two was kind of banged up. Um, again, Miami coming off the huge win against Buffalo. Um, I don't think they can do it again. Uh, I think Cincinnati's. Finally ready to put it together. So I'm going to take the Bengals by three and a half. Eliseo uh, gave us his picks before the show here, and he also picks Cincinnati. Just to make it interesting, and because, you know, I'm liking the way Miami looks, uh, I'm going to say they're going to do it. Maybe they won't win, but they'll cover the spread. Miami is my pick. Next game we're going to talk about here is Buffalo Bills 2-1. and one. Uh, versus Baltimore Ravens, two and one. The Bills are favored by three and a half points. And how did that work for them this week? Yeah, not great. Um, their defense is really banged up. I think they play without five starters, uh, yeah. both safeties, a corner. Like they're they're really really hurt right now. And I think we saw Miami obviously take advantage of that. God, this is tough because obviously Buffalo was kind of the the Super Bowl pick, and they look awesome after week two. And I said, "Oh, I'm not. I'm never picking against Buffalo until they lose. Well, they lost. So do I pick against them here? <laughs> Three and a half. Baltimore's been good. Lamar's been awesome. That offense has been awesome. Uh, I could see this going either way, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points and go with Baltimore here. All right. Um, LSAO picked Buffalo, and I. Um Man, I was going to pick Baltimore. <laughs> Which yeah, way do I want to go? It's a tough one. <laughs> um, uh, this is tough. Yeah, it, it's it's a battle of the quarterbacks here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to say that Baltimore is going to gonna uh, at least cover. Uh, here, here's a little side. Who's going to have more rushing yards? Josh Allen? I mean, that's – or Lamar. I mean, Lamar is probably the safe answer, yeah. but – I feel like maybe Josh Allen. I'm gonna take Josh Allen in this game for that. He's gonna come in. He's gonna come out and say, "Hey, Try I can do it Superman. too." Superman, yeah. yeah, do it all by himself. 
Uh, all right, let's move on to Kansas City Chiefs, 2-1, and one, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also 2-1, and one, and Kansas City by two. Yeah, this is the Sunday night game. This is a fun one. Um, I wish Tampa Bay was more healthy, and I wish we were kind of getting vintage Tampa Bay, Tom Brady with all his weapons. Um, Kansas City also coming off a loss. So both teams coming off a loss. So somebody's going to lose two in a row. Uh, Kansas City with a tough loss uh, to Indy last week. <sighs> I'm going to say I like what I've seen more from Kansas City than Tampa. Tampa Bay's defense is good, but I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes to cover the two points uh, against Tampa. LSAO also picked Kansas City. Um, and this is tough. Like, I, I feel like I wanted to pick Kansas City, but you know what? I like to make it interesting. And actually, I think this could happen. Uh, Tampa Bay... I, who knows who's going to play in the receiving core, but uh, they got a great defense. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. And last game, we have the L.A. Rams versus the 49ers. Rams are 2-1. and one. 49ers are 1-2, and two, but for some reason, the 49ers are favored by one, uh, 2.5 points. Yeah, favored by 2.5 at home. Uh, this is a good NFC West division matchup. Monday Night Football is another fun one. Um, gosh, this is tough. Yeah, this line looks a little murky to me. I'm, I'm confused after what we saw San Francisco on Sunday night. They look so bad. Um, gosh, I, I want to take the Rams and get the two and a half points, but it's so fishy that almost makes me want to take San Francisco because I feel like I'm missing something, but I'm going to take the points. I think the Rams can win this game. Again, you coin flip on these games. I think the Rams can beat the 49ers. Um, so you're going to give me a free two and a half points. I'm going to take them. So I'll take the Rams. Uh, LSAO also picked the Rams to win here. Um, you know, if Jimmy G didn't look so bad. And here's the thing. He didn't have a preseason. He didn't get to, to – He does, I don't even know if he even knows the playbook. I mean, you know, he yeah. hasn't been doing anything. They talked about him working out on the side by himself without a playbook. Like he was literally working by himself when he was a member of the team. He was, was planned so to get traded, yeah. I mean, obviously. Um but I think he's going to pull it together, and the 49ers are going to win. Boom. There we go. I, either I'm going to do really well this week. Yeah, I'm do like really it. well or really I like bad. It. I feel bad because I have so many games in line with LSA, and we saw what he's done the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah, well, wait till we get to his, uh, his, his uh, other guy. Uh, we're going to go into that right now. You get to You know, I forgot who I picked for my balls to the wall this, this this week, but I'll remember by the end of the, the segment. Uh, last week, Brandon, you know who you picked? I do. Nico Collins uh, didn't do what I thought he was going to do. He, You said he was going to do seven catches for 100 yards and two touchdowns. Two catches, 41 yards. I mean, hey, he got halfway there, almost halfway there, minus the touchdowns. Uh, but, you know, better than mine because I picked yours truly, Jimmy G., 225 yards and two touchdowns. Plus, I said he's going to do 40 yards on the ground and another touchdown. He did 211 yards, so I was close there. Uh, one touchdown, all right. Um, and no yards on the ground. Oh, also an interception and four sacks. And also stepped on the end zone line to get a safety. Too. Yes, yes, he did do that. But actually, that was going to be a pick, so I guess the, that worked out. For might have worked out better for them. Uh, LSAO picked Debo Samuel, 125 yards, two touchdowns. He got 79 yards. So, um, you know, not horrible. That's yeah. Debo. No touchdowns. Uh, all right. 
Let's go over Eliseo's pick okay. of the week here, okay? A lot of suspense here. I don't know what this pick is. I'm yes, very I wish this little guy could talk right here in front of us. Again, go to the Fantasy Football Fools on YouTube and, and look at our little Skeletor Eliseo right here. Um, we need to get a little voice. Same, same body type, too. I think they probably <laughs> weigh, weigh the same. Uh, Eliseo's balls to the wall this week is Derek Carr. He's going to do 400 yards and three touchdowns. He, he said, you know what? Forget this. The Raiders are finally going to win, and Derek Carr is going to do it. And I hope, I hope it happens, you know? I really They're do. playing the Broncos, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know, it's Broncos possible. Broncos country, let's rock. No, no, it's not. Uh, all right. Who's your balls to the wall? Yeah, so the last few weeks I kind of picked some like off the radar guys and uh, guys you wouldn't want. So now that we've had three weeks of seeing what's going to happen, uh, I'm going to change gears a little bit. So I'm going to go with a guy who's been extremely disappointing this year. Um, hasn't lived up to the hype of what you were probably drafted him as. Last week he had one catch for two yards. I'm going to go with that guy, that same guy who will be named shortly to have seven catches. 100 yards and two touchdowns. So on the year, he only has seven catches, 87 yards and one touchdown. So I think he's going to have more yards and touchdowns this week than he's had all season long. And that's why my balls to the wall pick is DJ Moore. Oh, nice. I like it. I like DJ Moore. I think that's a very good pick. All right. Over to me. Remember how I said I forgot? Yeah, did you remember? Or no, I did you're not. Just picking a new one. I'm just picking a new one. <laughs> I'll remember after this, and I'll talk about it next next episode. Matt um, Ryan. <laughs> um, uh, this is interesting, but they they play, and this is what I was looking at before. I don't remember who it was though, but they they play. Uh, who did they play this week? The Chargers, who have actually given up. Uh, quite a few. They got torched by the Jaguars last year. Yeah, so they're going up the six most most uh, fantasy points. So I'm going to go with Damian Pierce is going to have a great game. He's not going to quite hit a hundred. No, he is 101 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, yeah, Houston's going to going to rally against the Chargers. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but you know, um, Chargers did not look well. So I like it. Those are our balls to the wall. Derek Carr, 400 yards, do it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Bye.